Welcome back to Suburban Sex, Hot Tub Brad production. It's been an exciting week. We just launched. Uh, we threw out our pilot episodes last week, and hey, we're excited. We've got some fun content this week. We're going to talk about fantasies, which is definitely pushing my limits. I don't necessarily share that with my inner circle most of the time, much less with the world. So this should be interesting. Oh, it will be. Absolutely. So <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> so. How was your Valentine's Day? I know oh. everybody just had lots of dates and flowers and all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yes, Brad is a romantic because I make him. Um, yes, we. I did get the flowers on Valentine's and uh, we didn't exactly celebrate until that Friday. It was what, on a Wednesday. So we, we took a date day. We are big fans of date day. As working parents, you have to take off a work day in order to get actual time with your spouse without work, without kids, without responsibility. So that is what we did. We, we always start with brunch. That's just our absolute fave. Um, we send the kids off to school and go straight to brunch and have a little bit of mimosas and bloodies on his side. Um, and just kind of hang out and talk and, and just have a good time. And then we, I think the date day concept is just to do everything that you cannot do with children. So sometimes that means making um, a a target run, which we did. Um, Sometimes that means going to a a living room, like a a furniture store kind of thing, you know, things that you don't want to do with small children running around you and driving you crazy. Um, And then also uh, sex. There's that. So we do that. (laughs) Um, So what about this past week on date day? Yeah. Any sexual conquest? Any new stuff? Um, stuff? Oh, Remy. Um, Well, you know, we talked about the Benoit balls last week. Guess what we used? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know. Yeah. So? I know. Did they work? Okay. Do anything for you? I don't know. I don't know what works. Like, I don't know what I'm like supposed to feel. So I, I did try them. I, I didn't have them in for very long. Um, and I will say, I, I don't know if this is like a pro tip or just a, an addy tip, but I will say I didn't, I didn't insert them until I had already had my first orgasm. <laughs> so, um, I, I wanted to make sure that I was like, ready enough. I didn't want it to feel like something is weird and foreign inside of me. So I, I, you know, we got ourselves into the mood first and then I, I put them in and I kind of walked around in them a little bit. They're weird. They're, they're, they feel so kind of funky. did you use the metal ones or the little silicone ones? Um, I think they're silicone. I don't think they're metal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the original ones were metal Ooh. and heavy. So you kind of had Ooh. to hold them in there. So Ooh. now there's I think the idea is it's moving, but you kind of have to squeeze to keep them in. But the idea is to wear them out somewhere, according to Fifty Shades, of course. That's my only reference. Sure. (laughs) Can actually try it, you know. I know. Well, I didn't wear them out and about, but I I wanted to try them in the house, in my personal safety zone first. Um, And I I just wore them around the house for a bit. They are heavy. They're, They're very strange. Um, and I put two in at the same time um, that, you know, they have like a little string that you can pull them out whenever you want to. But I, I, I tried it, you know, I tried it. I, I have no idea 
if that helped to make the next orgasms more exciting? I, I really don't know. I, I also think personally, not having children in the house and where I can be as loud as I want to helps with my own level of orgasm. So whether it's the balls or the fact that there's no one in the house, I don't know what it is, but it was, it was a good date day. Let's just say that. That was one of my favorite lines of of last week when Brad's like, (laughs) tell me about these balls. (laughs) And you know, you know, he immediately put them in his Amazon cart and good husband should do. I, I guess so. Not every hero wears a cape. I mean, your husband's a man. <laughs> Do not. I wonder how many of our listeners' husbands added them to the I cart know. last week. That's true. That's true. But now we have them. They are um, available for our leisure. Um, and we'll see. We'll see if I, I – I, I feel like they weren't as scary as I thought they would be. Truly. So I, I, of course, I only wore them around the house, but I do think that I would be more inclined now to wear them out of the house next time around. So I think we'll try it again out and about. We'll see what it does and if there's any more intensity um, that's added to our situation. But, uh, but yes, we tried those. And then he also got me vibrating panties because again, that was part of the conversation. And, um, that didn't last very long. That that was just like kind of a, you know, dust off the old hoo-ha kind of bit. Um, so yeah, that didn't that didn't do too much, but um, it was nice to just get a little bit of something extra. I do I, I know not all vibrators are created equal. Um, I I still just love my little my little microphone. Go with what works. I you know. still haven't shared that with me. Oh, that's true. I know. Speaking I need to send of sharing. You one of our listeners last week, who I didn't see this coming, shared a, a, a guy sex toy with us <gasps> and That's just right. sent us a link. So you may have to buy that for Brad and mm. see if it works for him and maybe he can give us a review. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's so many toys out there for women, um, but you're right. We, we need to be... You guys need to kind of check out the toys from men and see if it works, see what helps. I mean, I've tried some, and I just haven't found the, the one. one I'm gonna find the one. <laughs> so romantic. So, that's, that's very romantic. <laughs> so, a show is all about being open. It's all about being real. And as we stated, this show's all today's show is about fantasy. So, I think uh, that's something we have to kind of mentally prepare ourselves for because that's not something we share or talk about a lot, but. Mm-hmm. I think we should dive right in. Let's do it. So fantasy is an interesting one to me, Remy, because I, I, I know we all have them. As a woman... I am very embarrassed by them. And I just wonder if that's common across the board. Now I know we've, we've seen the 50 shades of gray. We've read the book or watched the movie. We've had a little bit of fun with some of that. So I know fantasies in general are very common. I know everyone has them, but I think there's some, still some vulnerability associated to 
is my fantasy normal? Um, and and I wonder if you've heard that from Reagan too. Yeah, you know, I mean, even before we started this podcast, you know, we had the discussion, well, what are some of the things that we're not going to talk about? And some of those were, <laughs> you know, that 5% involved her fantasies because that's her thing. So I'm mm-hmm. obviously not going to go there, but I do think it's a, a huge thing. And like you said, Fifty Shades, man, it was a cultural phenomenon for a little while. Right. Um, was, you know, when the books came out, it was huge and it was controversy and some people were like, whoa, it's too much. But mm-hmm. I mean, I read the books. I thought the books were way better than the movies. I mean, honestly, I yeah, mean, the movies same. were just, they just didn't kind of hit the mark. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's because our visual interpretation of the books take us to a much more exciting place than the movie ever could visually. You know, we we made it up in our brains and our heads a lot more exciting than I think what they could have ever done on screen. Well, I mean, he says, well... I don't do romance. I fuck hard, you know, but but all I did was romance her. You know, I I mean, it just didn't make sense. There was none of the elements of the book where there's actual dominant submission. It didn't really show as well. Right. But, but that's the thing too. When, when I think of fantasy because of that phenomenon, I, I don't necessarily always think of that. The, you know, the, the, BDSM Uh, it's that's not and that's some people's thing that and that honestly got me excited when I was reading the book um I didn't realize it would get me excited in reading the book but it's not my normal go-to and I think a lot of women have a go-to that they just they haven't really opened up to admitting to and I think that's important we, we not only should recognize what we keep going back to, what draws us in, what gets us horny when we're in the moment, if we're having a tough time getting out of our brains, what is our normal golden ticket button that will make it happen for us, um, and how do we continue to relive it and, and get back to it when we need to? I think there's many of those out there and, and it, but it's really hard to talk about because they're all so outside of our normal reality. And I think that's, that's common. And you know, a lot of women, it, it's, it's, they become self-conscious or they feel guilty that this thing is so taboo mm-hmm. when really may not necessarily be as taboo as they think it is. It might be much, much more common Yeah. in terms of fantasy. So do you have any that are your typical go-tos right now that oh, just man. work for you right now? Oh, right. I mean, you went right for the gut, right on the spot. Mm-hmm. Man. Okay. Let, oh, let me beat let around me, the bush. I know. <laughs> Not often, but maybe a little bit. <laughs> Can so you beat started. a little bit more around the bush? No. Um, okay. Let me, let me not start with what is happening now. Let me go back to what I started with. Oh, the evolution um, of my fantasies. I know. it's it, That's kind of weird, but um, there was a show about a bunny ranch, and there were women who would kind of stand in a line, and men would come in, and they would pick their girl, and then they would, they would pay money, 
to do whatever they would like to these women. And, and this was their job and they were very much a, a part of the whole process. And this is how they made their living and all of that. It was a documentary, right? I'm, I, I don't remember much about this. I should have probably watched another uh, episode of it before this this podcast but this is the one from many years ago right i mean many, a long time ago yeah yeah i saw this some of years that. ago yes yes sure um and and i think because i probably didn't have a lot of those visual images so as as a female in the 90s and early 2000s i didn't watch a lot of porn um i didn't have it readily accessible um, even soft porn, I, I just kind of also thought it was kind of taboo. But at a certain point, probably in my college years is when I came across this Bunny Ranch documentary and I, I, I was I was just drawn to it. And maybe that was the because it was one of the few sexual visual representations of sex. But but that was what I pulled from for years years and i watched porn it but that's not what gets me and and i don't know how i think every woman is very different but but seeing like legit porn a penis going in and out is not my thing i i i don't get how that is what most men gravitate towards i very much like the essence of sex i that's what kind of draws me in and you then want the I setup can... and the tease yes. and to know the people and if that makes sense yes but the thing i thought was interesting about the documentary you're talking about was i was surprised that it wasn't just all about i pick you because you're the prettiest let's go have sex or let's right. have a blow blow me now it wasn't mm -hmm. like that at all some of the guys just wanted to talk or sometimes yeah. they wanted to be dominated or, or something and it, it was my first exposure to this is very different than I expected. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. It was. It. It opened all of us up to a world that we would have never been a part of had we not been a participant, a direct participant. Um, but but it kind of opened things up to a sexual world where they don't have limitations. They don't have boundaries. They don't have the mental load that typically comes with my day to day, they, it, at least from the episodes that I watched, it is you come in, you have sex or whatever experience you want when you come in and then you walk away. And, and I'm not thinking any deeper than that, but that used to be my number one fantasy because that's, that's what I saw. You would be the worker or the, the client. Mm -hmm. Okay, you'd be the bunny. I'd be the bunny. I'd be the bunny. I'd be lined up with other other women. And then whoever it was, obviously Brad now chose me out of the lineup. Yes. Nice. Oh so how gosh. is it involved? Now your mom, your busy life. I mean, is the fantasy kind of the same or you mentioned that was how it used to be? How's it evolved? Or is um, it just entirely different now? I so so I still I'll still have moments of I'm the bunny. You know, I'll still have every once in a while if I need to just pull from 
past experience or, so, you know, keep it simple, then sometimes I'm, you know, he's picking me out of, out of a lineup. He thinks I'm just that gorgeous or that fabulous, whatever. And, and I think what that is, is that I need to get out of my head and feel like I am a little sex object that number one, I'm so beautiful that any stranger would want to pick me out of a lineup. So that's one is that I remove any barriers, any, um, uh, self-conscious thoughts about my body. I, and, and I feel like a sex toy for a I bit. Think if every wife thought that way, everybody's mm-hmm. sex lives would just be magical because you'd be so you confident. Think? Your self-consciousness would be gone. And then mm-hmm. at least for me, most of my fantasies involve Reagan in a very turned on place. Mm. Which it's not going to happen unless she's like you're saying. She's just let's go and is in her zone. Yeah, we have to we have to be in a certain zone, and I and the that particular fantasy puts me in that zone because I I am not a wife, I am not a mom, and that is my full time job to be a sex object, to be a sex toy, to please my client and I don't have other responsibilities weighing me down. And, but again, we're, we're back to fantasy here. This is not what I want out of life, but because it is my fantasy, it helps me get out of my reality, my day to day. So let's bring it back to moms, married couples. You're bringing it to 40 something suburban sex listeners check Check. so we've got Mm -hmm. all these boxes and obviously you're in a committed relationship i'm in a committed relationship so how do we give ourselves permission to go into these fantasy worlds and or share them with our partners even though they may be different than our reality because it's not like you're ever going to work at a bunny ranch it's not like most of the fantasies we fantasize about what actually happened but you almost have to make a conscious decision. Hey, we're going to go to fantasy land right now. The rules mm-hmm. don't necessarily apply. This is simply in a, in a safe space. Right. Yeah. It has to, pl- we, we have to play pretend it is a safe space. And I, I don't even think that I was ready to admit that this was a fantasy for years. I, I, I played this in my head for years before I met you, Brad for years without realizing that this was an okay thing to think about and to help me prep for sex. I, it's just bizarre to me because that was one of my very first fantasies and I was embarrassed by it. I was really embarrassed and I didn't really know how to even express it to prior partners because I felt like, well, I obviously don't want to be that person, so I don't want him to know that that exists in my head. So being able to to separate the two out, I think, is so important. But then also, I I, I mean, it, here we are. We're talking about suburban sex. We are talking about being married or in a long-term committed relationship with someone for the long haul. So if you're not talking about fantasies with your current partner, then then I, I 
I do truly feel like you're missing out. You're, you're missing an element of that level of intimacy with each other. But I, I don't think that I would have been able to talk about that before I mentally, um, been, been comfortable enough to say it out loud. Honestly, I, I was so embarrassed of it for, for the longest time, but it's, it's just a fantasy and, and we can have these fantasies without them coming to reality, without them coming to life, without us having to role play. I don't want to even role play this fantasy. I just want to be able to pull it from my brain every once in a while. Check. Okay. Now I can be a sex toy. I can be, I can have some fun. I have zero other responsibilities. This is the only responsibility I have in this very moment. Go. So what do you think about women's fantasies versus guys? Do you think that they're the same or do you think they're similar or different? (laughs) Well, you'll have to tell me what your fantasies are because my interpretation of a man, male fantasy is what? Porn or porn or more porn or um, what, you know, oh, you're hanging out with the girls. Are you going to have a topless pillow fights? You know, what these are, are you going to, are you guys going to make out? You know, I, I feel like girl on girl porn is what most men are thinking about. You feel free, prove me otherwise. Well, I don't know that I'm the best example because <laughs> Reagan doesn't necessarily, she's not the biggest porn fan either. So I spent a lot of time where she didn't really want me looking at porn. So I'd try to get creative. So I'd spend time on literatica or something where you just have to use your imagination a little bit more, which might expand your palate a little bit beyond um, just the typical porn. I like it. And then you start, further you get into this, you always want to look for or ethical porn or women produce porn. So then it's got a different spin. It's more real. Okay. So depending where you go, I mean, I guess I always go back to that same, the old adage where, you, you know, you can't learn to drive by watching fast and furious and typically porn's the same way. You can't necessarily learn a lot from it unless it's, you know, done in a really thoughtful and conscious way. Oh but, my gosh. That's so true though. That is so true. I, I feel like I, I've thought regularly to myself, Brad, Brad, like he, he's watched too much porn. He, and not too much in your childhood. This is the, your, I think your expectation of sex is very much aligned with my, as a 16 year old, 17 year old, you watching all the porn you have a different expectation. Yeah, now he's going to have to come on the mic. But he has a different expectation of sex because he watched porn however many hours more than I ever did. And you're right, Remy, that there's different kinds of porn and and kind of where you can direct your um, focus and, and how you can see it differently. But I think back in the day... And we're not talking that long ago, but, you know, in the 90s or what have you, that's all you had. So, of course, when you are a teenager, you're going to go straight to the good stuff. (laughs) But that's how you both, that's how you guys learned. 
But once you actually have sex with a woman and you try to please her, you realize these porns are generally not helping you right. in real life. Absolutely right. not. I mean, not at all. But you didn't think that when you were watching it. What you were thinking was, this is amazing. I want to watch more of this. And I wish I didn't have to go to school so I could do this all day <laughs> long. I guarantee you that's what y'all were thinking. And and women did not have that experience. Maybe some did, honestly. Me, personally, I did not have that experience. I was more of a prude growing up. Porn was not even on the radar. But I, I saw it a little bit more in my 20s. And it just, it doesn't quite do it for me. But I think for most guys, if you really break it down, at least for me personally, it, it, I'm looking for... Whatever the thing is that's going to make my partner turned on, that's typically where my fantasy is going to go because it's going to be about her being turned on, what's going to turn her on. Because if she's in that turned on place, generally I'm all set, you know? Yeah. So I think getting her there is the goal for me. So for me, it's fantasies about her being that uber sexual free self, which you know, I know it's not necessarily easy for girls to just get there, but if they would allow themselves to get there, I think their guys are going to be pretty happy. Okay. Okay. So your fantasy has moved on. I'm assuming it started with porn because let's be real, but your fantasies have now moved on from that to fantasy of having your partner be sexually turned on very easily and open for business as often as you are. Is that even accurate? as often, but uh, it's quality over quantity in my world too. Because you right. don't necessarily want sex all the time and it, it to be okay. You just want it to be, you know, amazing. And two people totally into it. Mm-hmm. But you know, if two people aren't into it and enjoying it, what's the point? Right. Oh, that's so true. Um. And and I feel like, I, I I feel like that's his fantasy as well. Although he's welcome to chime in at any point, but I think I think Brad is very similar. Where he wants his fantasy is to make sure that I'm kind of his not sex toy, but but up for it when he's also up for it, and wanting it to last as long as he does, and and you know keep the party going. Um, but I think but, at the end of the day, we all just want to be wanted and feel wanted. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's where my original fantasy comes into play. Yes. I am wanted. Uh, we got to know what? Oh, sorry. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, I love how he, he loves to avoid the question. The Brad What's your fantasy, Brad? Bad. Give it to me. Um, you and another girl. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that every guy's? Yes. I know. I feel like that's very cliche. Right? Yeah. Cliche. There's just some it's, it's awesomeness cliche. about it. I think it's very because it's so cliche normal. porn. But what, do girls think about it? I mean, is that yes. something that's normal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I, I, it's a normative it's not, across the board. Absolutely. It, it, it's absolutely considered normal. But I say cliche because I think that's what most porn was back when you boys were watching porn 
regularly. Well, I yes? think as heterosexual straight men, you're just, you, you know, it's, it's more fun to watch two women than a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're totally just focused and you're heterosexual and you're just like, all right, I just want two women are better than one woman in the most simplistic form. So sure. maybe that's how it starts. But it's also just like if my woman is, is turned on enough to be that free with another woman, then she's, you know, in a really turned on place. And that's a good thing. Okay. Which may be oversimplistic. Hot tub. What do you think? I'm curious uh, how frequently the other woman enters Addie's um, fantasy world. Why you got to punt that right back to me? I'm just, I mean, that's, that's what everybody wants. Acquiring minds want to know. (laughs) Okay. You're, but you're asking because it's, something that crosses your mind often as well. Yes. Well, okay. You have to answer, but he has to answer how many times other guys cross his mind too. <laughs> That's it right now. Every time. Every time. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Percentage wise. Hmm. Okay. I, I, I should have really done my homework on this. I would say, I think about another woman, maybe 25, 30% each time to, to help me reduce the load, the mental load of kids. I'm a mom. I'm, I work full time. I'm this and that every once in a while, someone else in fantasy land comes into play and participates with us. I would agree that I only think about other women about 20% of the time. Interesting. No, I'm still here. Okay, you better not actually think of other women, but I'm saying like a second woman. Okay, let's be. He's real thinking though. about other women with you, not with him. So okay, yeah. I, he he made a joke, but I, I am very aware and open to. He can have whatever fantasy he wants. You can think about. Whoever you want that I cannot control what goes on in your head, what pops into your head in order to get you horny. I, I also don't always want to know about it. I think I would like to know about it if it helps us. But if you were to honestly say that 20% of the time you think about another woman, I, I, I didn't even bat an eye to that because I, I just assume it 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 doesn't really matter so long as we're working towards the same goal of being together and whatnot. I, I guess I just have a, maybe I don't have a similar perspective as all women, but I don't want to know. I, I, we are very intimate in a way that we talk about a lot of our experiences and about what, what we like, what we don't like and all of that. But I will say that that would never be a, topic that would work well for me is if he's like yeah i was thinking about your friend whoever <laughs> you know <laughs> i was thinking about you know whatever like that would never do well for him or or even a celebrity i don't even think you saying a celebrity's name would do it, either of us any good but i i would never be shocked by it because we just have to do what it takes to get there. We we have to get out of our reality of busy parent 
working lives. We, we are so very corporate and, you know, it, soccer practice and this and that. I, I don't think there, there's anything wrong with that. Chris, do you think there's some fantasies that are just for you? And then there's some that you share with your partner? I mean, because for me, half the fun of having a fantasy is being open and sharing it with your partner if you feel safe to do so. But they have to be in a place where they they, they give you permission to open up yeah. about those things, honestly. So I, I have a different perspective here. And um, Remy, you can bag me up on this or you, can, you may have a different experience. But for me... When I'm when I'm trying to get into it, um, I'm like porn and fantasies and all that stuff. That does not come into my head at all. What? It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't. I don't. I don't think about other women when I'm when we're trying to get intimate. Um, did I say that weird? Intimate. You intimate? did. Intimate. That yeah, was a weird way to say intimate. <laughs> keep going where did Remy go he left <laughs> right, so I, um i don't i don't i i i feel like i just focus on um y- you and what you're feeling and whether you're getting into it or not um maybe if like uh if we're having sex and it's and it's and i'm not and you're wanting me to finish and i'm not getting there then maybe I'll try to pull from fantasies and stuff. But I feel like normally I'm not needing that. And I, and I think most guys don't need it when they see a naked woman in front of them. Really? What do you think, Remy? So at least for me, I definitely agree in terms of actual sex. I mean, I try to be as mentally present as I can be. In sex itself. I mean, that's our time where I'm trying to be in my body and present with her at the same time. Now, when we're having mutual masturbation or some side-by-side, yeah, that's generally where my fantasy comes into play. And, you know, I'd prefer her to talk dirty to me or to relive the fantasies. And that's when you can really be more vulnerable. Okay. But during sex itself, you know, I'm never thinking about another woman or a threesome or anything out there, you know? I I don't know if I believe that. Maybe you guys are just being real sweet because you know your wives are listening to this probably multiple times. Oh, no, I would tell you. I think that's bizarre. I I guess I'm just shocked because I, I just assumed that you were raised not raised, but you, you started with porn and, and I certainly did not, but if you started with porn and, and that was kind of your way of getting into it and, and that was kind of your, your first few experiences and whatnot, how could you not be thinking about that more often? I'm just kind of shocked. I might not and be it's typical. So, and it's so readily available too. I, guess I was raised in too. purity culture. I mean, you know, so yeah. in my world, I could only fantasize about my girlfriend or I could only fantasize about my partner and porn was bad and it was shamed and sure. it was looked down upon. So I might not have been, you know, as frequent a user. I used it a lot though. I mean, as I got older, but yeah. 
it was never just the foundation for me and it's very separate than sex itself which is much viewed as more sacred i guess growing up so okay i think there's a, a, a probably a, a a large section of the male population that has a real problem with porn where they need you think large Yes, yes. Where they, where they okay. were raised on porn, and that's the that's how they get off, and they get to a real woman. They don't know they and they they, they can't because mm -hmm. they need that freaked out, hyper sexualized stimulation. But uh, at least for for my generation, you know, like I'm well, we're all visually stimulated. All men are, so right. I I feel like when I'm in the moment just seeing you seeing you naked would seeing whatever you're doing is enough but i'm i'm sure there's plenty of guys out there who um you know uh, porn is how they they learn to get off so you know it's a different thing for them okay but i'm not sure we're talking to them today you know i, mean, I don't know i don't know who we're i i think it depends on who it is, but I, I'm surprised because I, I guess I assumed that most men uh, to what you described, um, will kind of pull from their porn, uh, visuals, but it, I, maybe there's more of a balance than we think, who knows, but either way, I think, I, I, I think we just kind of lean into it not in a way that we're we're always going to watch it and whatnot but it, leaning into whatever mentally we need to get to we don't always have to have it physically we don't always have to see it visually but there should be enough that we are that that we're able to pull from and leverage as we close the other boxes in our heads and and get ourselves out of our reality world and get into Hey, this is sexy time and, and we want to actually enjoy it together. So whatever it takes to get there. So would you say that romance novels and 50 shades and literatica would be the equivalent for women of Pornhub for men or whatever Maybe. site they typically go to? Maybe. And I, I enjoy some of it. I don't enjoy all of it. Um, Brad has, uh, he's found a, few audiobooks that he thought I would really like. Some of them worked out pretty good. Some of them I just thought were cheesy and ridiculous. So it's not it's not even always that. And and we'll have another segment where we talk about what turns us on um as men, as women. For me at least, it is not full on porn. It is not um even that erotica type of fantasy sometimes it's just a, like a random scene in a movie and you just never know when it's going to hit so there there's a whole other element there of you can't always anticipate it or expect it or look for it but certainly the 50 shades book was fun um i just didn't love more than the first book i just kind of i got tired of it so you have to really be in the in the mood and it has to kind of strike your fancy I think Reagan's the same way where she can kind of just kind of go there. Something will hit her during a movie or mm -hmm. at right. random time during a show 
where for me, I'd have to be a little bit like more intentional where I'll go to Literatica and I'll read a story. And if I can fit like her into it, or I can imagine that the main character is her, mm-hmm. then I can kind of get more into it. That yeah. makes sound terrible. Yeah. She always hears, you can't just fantasize about your own lady. <laughs> but you should, you can, you right. can, right? She's hot. I mean, we, I think that helps us too, is to feel sexy and to feel like our spouse really wants us, um, no matter what, um, I, I, there, you know, we know that there are certain elements of fantasy that helps us get there and we should use that to our advantage. But in, in the end, it doesn't matter what it takes to get there just so long as we're, we're making it happen. Right. It depends where your fantasies go. I mean, if you're fantasizing about being on a bunny ranch, it's just important to communicate. Hey, this is not real. I don't really want to work on a bunny ranch. I'm committed to you, but this will be fun to think about. So let's Mm -hmm. go there. Mm -hmm. I know. But also, Remy, that worked for me for many years without ever expressing it out loud. So there's an element of keeping some of it to yourself, but also I will say it's a lot more fun now that Brad and I are more open with each other's fantasies. Uh, I, I enjoyed it being a secret for myself, but now because we've been married for nine plus years, we are making it more exciting by expressing it and saying, Oh, this, I, I, you know, this time around I thought about someone else being here and blah, blah, blah. But I don't want that to happen in reality. So don't get too excited. <laughs> All right. Before we close out, I think we should flip the script on our producer, Hot Tub Brad. Do it. What is one of your recent fantasies? Oh, I can't wait. Hold on. Hold on. No one no one prepped me on this requirement. <laughs> no one told me I was going to have to. I want to know, though. Hold on, we might we might have a special guest here. Oh please, no! You do you have anything that you would share? I don't. I don't have anything. Okay, so let me think. Okay, okay. I'll, oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now. I have. I, I know exactly what to tell you. So obviously, we've we've discussed previously about the um, uh, massage situation at a certain resort we're going to, and. Um, once I learned that this was a possibility, um, that became a uh, frequent fantasy where um, we were doing our thing and a very professional uh, female uh, therapist was, um, let's say massaging your upper half while I was working on the bottom half. There you go. There you go. I, I, I do love a, a good um, massage <laughs> that helps relax the mind. We can relax more than that. We'll see. Massages are my happy place. So mm-hmm. down. I like that. Same, same. All right, Remy, what about you? For me, it's whatever situation I can conjure up in my brain where Reagan is in full horny fantasy mode. And it can go a lot of places. So there's a lot of times I can get uh, creative 
on that, whether it's another girl, a threesome, whether it's just her being uber confident. So, so I'm kind of creating this fantasy world of her being super hot wife, you know? Yeah. Where she she's just always totally into it. And just not always everything. No, 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 I'm saying the in these moments. Align. Yes. Yeah. Stars right. align. Right, right. Right. No, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. No, fantasy is going to be so fun. I, I, you know, I think it's bizarre that we talk to each other about fantasies because here we are friends and, you know, we've been friends for so many years and, you know, sometimes we, we, we share, we overshare, we know this, but I, I but think it's way it's, more fun that way. It is more fun. I enjoy it. I encourage but, everybody to overshare. I know. Occasionally. With the right people. Not with everybody, but with the right people. That's our homework for every podcast. Overshare with your partner. Just if you think it's too much. And your close friends. If you're so willing. Yeah. Go out for go out for girls' nights, go out for guys' nights, and then just like randomly bring up sex. It's just so much fun. But yeah. Here, have this cosmo. What's your greatest fantasy? <laughs> what naughty things have you been thinking no about? No judgment. Hashtag no judgment. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fun. It's fun to it's fun to chat about. It's but it I, I think the important part is is stating it, but then also stating what you're what you are okay with and not okay with bringing into your reality. So you are essentially bringing in your fantasy into your reality simply by talking about it. So just make sure that it's clear up front as to what you are and are not willing to turn into reality. Because I think that that's what's key here. You, you've got to keep it fun, keep it light. No, no expectation. We know that's our naughty word, the E word. Is so long as there's no expectation associated to your fantasy, then keep it going. So much fun. So maybe I'll challenge you guys. Next time you're together and you're not necessarily just going at it, maybe open up about your fantasies as you're taking care of yourselves. See how it goes. Because that's the time when you're most vulnerable, when you're super horny, you're focused in your own fantasy world. And maybe you haven't opened that up with your partner. It's kind of fun. So much fun. Make it so fun. 